Hello and welcome to Crystal Meth Podcast. I don't know why I'm talking like that. Hello, Mark. Well, I was like, about to join in, or you saying it's totally so good. I don't know. Is this a new thing we're doing, but we've not agreed on? I don't know. I always find it really awkward introducing the podcast every time it's me. You don't say hi. No. (laughs) Not my place to say hi. Yeah, you, well, you're an equal fit to me. You're not beneath me. I'm not like the leader here. I don't think right. I am. I've never been the leader of anything. But of the world, perhaps. If I was the leader of the world, what would I, I mean, I'm thinking, right, okay. So just before we fanny about, let's just say, finally, we are doing the craft. Like, as in, the, we're reviewing or discussing the 1996, can you believe that? Um, movie The Craft. Although all the clothes did make me believe it. Well, I used to wear those clothes, so yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, I, I feel like it was like, oh, I remember that outfit. <laughs> get to that because it is very of its era. I think I don't think it's aged well. Um, but it makes me no, feel. It makes me feel kind of nostalgic in a way. I suppose yes. I live, you know. Well, I don't know if there's things you can relate to, Mark, because I don't know if you had like girly sleepovers quite often. But okay, maybe you did. I don't know. I mean, I like that you picked one scene from the film and be like, "How did you relate to this?" No, how dare you? God's sake! No, I did definitely. You represent the film. I found it. I really enjoyed watching it or rewatching it. Yeah, I just um, lay my bed. I loved it when it first came out, though. Like I remember when I went to see it when it came out. I was like, "This is fucking amazing." How old were you in 1986? You couldn't. You must have been about 13 or 12. 12. How the fuck are you going to see um, that movie? You must have been underage because I'm sure it came out as a an R-rated movie. Did it? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it in America, maybe not so much over here. I think I read on, you know, the trivias on the Internet Movie Database. Mm-hmm. They said that they wanted it to be PG-13, but because Americans... <laughs> Because I don't know whatever the censorship board because it was a bunch of wi- girls doing witchcraft they'd seen that they deemed that as not suitable for children. Then how do you explain Harry Potter? <laughs> I don't know. No, you're right. a... a little bit um, in the year two thousand. You know, four years later they thought, oh well, Harry Potter witchcraft. Well, there were still nutters that did want it banned, but that was I don't know. There's witchcraft in that. <laughs> I've just checked, you're right, it was a 15 here. I must have seen yeah. it. There's no way you would have seen that. I'm not calling you a liar, Mark, but I think your memory is a bit hazy because I really don't think you would have got into cinema to see no, that. No, I must not have seen I'm it in the cinema. Sure I, didn't. I don't feel like I watched it at home, though, so I must have, like, because whenever I went to the film, what was, it, what was that called? Like, video rental shop. Um, uh, Global Video? Did you go to Global Video? Did you, no, you must have went to... Was it Global Video in the Westwood Square? It was Global I'm, Video in the Westwood, yeah, you're right. And then it changed to Video Drive-In because our friend used to work there. It was always um, my dad that took us and he would always effectively tell us what we were picking and there's no way he would have picked the craft. So I must have watched it at somebody else's house. Yeah, I think it was that. Set. I think that's the kind of movie that you would watch at someone's house. I think I might have watched yeah. it with my girlfriends as, and that's why I'm being a bit like the scenes in it where they're all like staying over each other's houses and having sleepovers even though they're clearly in their 30s um <laughs> <laughs> that was me and my friends like me and two of my other friends so we were a tree we didn't have a fourth unfortunately 
um, we would. That's all right. You just have tried to kill her. Well, maybe we we've fallen out anyway. So we um used to take take turns going over each other's houses and staying overnight with our sleeping bags and you know doing girly shit or whatever you do. Um, and we'd no, we'd watch movies and I think I watched Evil Dead two and I laughed so much at it. I couldn't. I thought it was ridiculous that we turned it off, but I did manage to watch it later and appreciate it for what it was. But as a as a thirteen, twelve, thirteen year old, I just but this film is fucking stupid. Turn it off. 100%. I'm the same. What any? I, I saw a handful of Sam Raimi films when I was younger, and obviously really liked horror, and was like, these are yeah, absolute shit. Why does anybody yeah. like them? Yeah, I think the ones I hated the most were Scream. Um, but then we watched Scary Scary Movie, which I thought was much better. <laughs> but anyway, because I guess it's a comedy. But right, so 1996 was when The Craft was released, and surprisingly I noted when I looked at the cast list when it came up, Skeet Ulrich what a fucking weird name I noted he was in Scream with Neve Campbell but that must have been after or the same year as The Craft came out but I don't know when it was when it was filmed or where he, and, and I was like oh that's weird because I didn't realise that was him and I also noted No I feel like he looks and I'm aware it's just the haircut but he looks really different he's, I wrote the guy looks fugly. Do I knew he was in both of them. I agree with that as well. Like I remember when I, I like, watched so the first time I watched Scream when uh-huh. we were in high school. Yeah. Um, I thought that Skeet Ulrich or whatever his name was was yeah. really, really, really good looking. Now, admittedly, he's probably <laughs> about like seventeen. So maybe the reason that I didn't think he was hot in this is because I'm now an adult. Yeah, but, I yeah, I know. I, I think I think my memory of him being on screen he was better looking than he was in the craft. Maybe it was the way he did his hair, but he was. I think it meant was it just because he had long hair. Maybe because he had longer hair in his in screen, but in the craft he's got short hair. He's clearly too old to be in high school, and as in his goofy mates as well. Like they're so fucking annoying, right? Well, we'll get to that, but. <laughs> I just, I just thought this guy looks like someone from the Bash Street Kids. Like, I don't know for our listeners out there who don't like haven't been brought up in Scotland or the UK, which is probably maybe a lot of you, because I think a lot of our listeners are in the US. Is uh, it the Bash Street Kids is like basically a comic book that came from Dundee, like the Beano and things like Dennis and Menace, but your Dennis and Menace is different from over here. <laughs> like we've talked about that. I don't know. One's blonde and one's like spiky hair and a bit of an arsehole. But they you were, were released. Do you know that they were first released a day apart? That's nuts. And that because obviously the different people that were working on them, yeah. they never like the two different creators had never heard of each other. Well, yeah. It was a day apart. I can't remember which order it was. I think the I think the American one was published on like whatever a Monday in like 1943, and then the like Scottish one effectively was published on a Tuesday in the same week in 1943. I mean, to be fair, Dennis does rhyme with menace, so Dennis it's bound to happen. Yeah, is, yeah, someone's bound to come up with that, but it's just weird it happened at the same time, and you know, it's weird. It's like all the Leslie the lamp posts. <laughs> There's the one based on you, if you were turning out in a lamppost. And then there's like the seven other Leslie the lamppost comics out right there. <laughs> but Leslie doesn't rhyme with lamppost. What are you talking Leslie about? Leslie does rhyme with lamppost. You're okay. right. I'm so right. tired. I'm muddling up alliteration and rhyming. 
<laughs> Call yourself a teacher. <laughs> Get back on strike. <laughs> Flesley. Yeah, I mean, really, the only thing you can really rhyme with Leslie is Presley, I guess. Leslie Presley, that's an amazing. Leslie, the Elvis Presley. Take it back to last week. <laughs> I've just sent you a picture of Skeet Ulrich on screen, and he's oh, definitely yeah. much yeah. better looking in screen, oh, even though he's it's exactly the same time. Okay, yeah, he's not good looking to me. He's got piggy wee eyes. I was about to say, strangely, the opposite. I think the oh. thing that maybe I think is nice about him is his eyes because they're like really black, like a. They are very black, but did they not make him have black eyes because he's sort of evil in that film? I don't know if he's natural. What happened to this cunt anyway? He, he appeared in those movies, but I don't think his career really took off, did he? I mean, I've not. He's not like okay, he's gone no, on to do. Ski Ulrich. Oh my god, we're supposed to be focusing on the movie instead we're focusing on this guy. Um, wonder what it looks like now. Pretty much the same, except he's got a beard. How was Skeet Ulrich in Scream? Um, he got cast. Brian Ray Trout. Oh, he's in Riverdale. I never watched Riverdale though. Oh. Uh, well, I suppose he's he's consistently got work. It's but he's just. I think people just tend to forget about him. His daughter's Wait. called Naya Rose. Is there not somebody that's like actually famous called Naya Rose? I feel like that's a name I know. There's Lily Rose Depp. Wait, his his actual name was Brian Ray Trout, so he was never yeah. I just said that to you. That's such a good <laughs> Brian Ray Trout. That also clearly a cartoon animal. That's funny. Um. Let's see. Yeah. No, that seems to be it. Really, doesn't it? They called him Skeeter. Oh yeah, because Skeeter is a slang term in America for a mosquito. And he said his coach, his soccer coach, said that he. he well, I can see that. Yeah. That he's posh. He looks like a fucking mosquito. I get that. He also he's like the tiniest little mouth. Uh, yeah, like no, no, not as tiny okay, as I'm, I'm not saying that as a positive, mouth. but I did think all through the film. I kept getting distracted by how small his mouth was. I was like, that's a he's got, very I, I small think mouth. He's got he's got one of those receding chin, you know, like those kind of narrow little almost chinless faces. Yes. Is that a bit mean to say? But I just think he's fugly and I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not sorry, that's just how I feel. <laughs> He's not. Yeah, nah. But I do remember thinking he was really hot when I was young. I mean, that's fine. If you think he's hot, that's fine. I mean, not everyone. No, I mean, I don't. But I did think oh. he was when I was young. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm just checking his his filmography. Um, maybe we should move on, but I'm really interested. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's done loads of stuff. He was in Riverdale. I've never watched that. Um, uh, not, nothing really sticks no, out. seems to be stuff that's not really... Yeah, Law and Order, every cunt's done that. Yeah. Especially, uh, CSI, of course. <laughs> it's like the last of the summer wine of um, America, <laughs> uh, where every actor gets a go. Yeah, he's not really done anything. He was in As Good As It Gets. Hmm. And that was 1987 so I mean from 1999 into the 2000s he kind of just his career just drops a little bit and he just does TV work the odd TV work or whatever he never really gets into movies oh is he back in the new Scream yeah how he died unless That's it's a flashback confusing. I've not seen it what 
Oh, okay. I put him in good as it gets, and I also thought he was hot. Again, now that I'm looking at the picture, I don't think he's hot. But I remember when I watched that, I thought that that character was hot. Who also transpires to be him. He appears to have a different. He, he seems to be a different guy in every film he's in. He was like the like sex worker guy that. Um, sex worker guy. Mind the so minding good as it gets, there was like the gay character, and he hires like a sex worker, but he hires him to paint him. Oh, do you know I've seen that film so many times that I don't remember that. But yeah, I can see the images of it. He's sort of got um a wife beater vest on. Yeah, and he's got like a star on it. I don't know. I still think he's fugly. Yeah, no, but now that I'm looking at these pictures, I'm like, I don't think he's hot. But I remember when I first watched As Good As It Gets, I was like, that mm. guy's like, hired to paint is really hot. <laughs> I understand you know, why he's hired to paint him. Yeah, I get the, I can get it. He looks like a sort of attractive white trash, trailer trash guy. Probably. Yeah, he looks like scummy. Like the, good, the best looking guy in the trailer park. That's yeah. what I see about him. <laughs> and I'm not, not yeah. into guys that look, Scummy. <laughs> yeah, so the craft skeet Ulrich is a bit fugly. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the podcast. Thanks so for listening. Funny. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Um. The. Right. What are your thoughts on the opening scene? It starts off with the three witches, Nancy. Oh, I need to figure out their body. It's not got cold open. It does, because it starts off with them doing spells and shit. And then it opens up with a Beatles song, um, which I thought was interesting. The soundtrack's quite good. Yeah, I really like the soundtrack. And also what I learned is one of the the main songs that that comes on early on or throughout the movie is the Smiths, How Soon Is Now. Yeah. Which was used as a theme, main theme tune to, to Charmed, which is also about witches, which did they rip off the, the, the craft then? I'm that sure that Charmed did like t- properly, totally rip off the craft. I seem to remember reading like some like random online magazine article about how like Charmed Jump. was supposed to be a sequel to the craft. Or... Oh, okay. I think they were going to do one on Nancy, but it didn't work out, so... But the people who the cast of the craft said that it was nothing to do with them, that they they were ripped off or something. But yeah, I can see that. Except the witches in the craft weren't mental. I don't think they harmed it. I never really watched it. I didn't think it was that good because they only fought demons or something. <laughs> it was boring to me. It was very like CW wooden acting as well. Mm, yeah. So the characters are at the beginning Nancy, the goth queen. Bonnie, who for some reason has great, that's played by Neve Campbell. She's got like greasy hair and looks a bit shy. She sometimes has greasy hair and looks a bit shy. Yeah, and then no, one of the things that I uh, want to talk about as we go on yeah. is the massive inc- like I really enjoyed the film, but there was uh-huh. quite a lot of a uh, character inconsistency in it, as though they oh, were all being written by two different people. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear your opinions on the character development. And yeah. then there's the black. The to- well, I would say the talking oh, black girl because she's the only black girl in the whole thing and in, in the school. That they go to a Catholic school. 
and she's called Rochelle, played by an actress called Rachel True, who was 29 when she played a teenage girl. Which is also weird, because if you ask me to guess which one wasn't a teenager, one, I'd guess all of them, but two, she'd probably be the last one, I guess. She does look quite young, but 29, for fuck's sake. Um, Yeah, I think Neve Campbell might be the youngest, because I'm pretty sure that Faruza Bulk wasn't a teenager at the time when she made that film. But yeah, anyway, majority of the people in that school, I mean, definitely the person who plays Sarah Robin Tooney is does not look like a teenage girl no. at all. She's even got a deep voice. You don't notice she's got quite a husky deep voice as well, yes. which is very womanly. Like womanly, I know that's a weird thing to say, but if I was with that girl in school, I probably would have fancied her because she sounds like she's got a husky voice, but also I'd be thinking, you're definitely a lot older than you're supposed <laughs> to be. What are you doing here? Uh, <laughs> I feel like everybody in it played teenagers very well, especially compared to what I just said about like CW type shows. Like, I think they actually did convincingly play teenagers, but they didn't look like teenagers at all. And then I seen the name Christine Taylor come up, and I'm like, where have I seen that? And I'm like, oh, Zoolander who she was also in dodgeball because she was married to ben stiller and i was like oh for fuck's oh, sake marsha she's brady. A race... oh yeah she played marsha brady as well then as as she won, like, oh my god it's marsha brady have you ever watched the like yeah yeah oh my god i, I love it <laughs> i love gary cole so he's <laughs> lucas buck i mean not many people watched american gothic but i was obsessed with that show and lucas buck me and michelle lees used to have like conversations about him all the time and i had an actual little car, little newspaper cut out of lucas buck and stuck him <laughs> on my wall <laughs> yeah lucas buck was one of my pin-up boys share <laughs> of lucas buck who was saying apparently he was playing the devil but we never got to find out because he cancelled the show before they you know we got to really conclude that storyline anywho you can't remember caleb from lucas from fucking american gothic he ended up in the he's a really really thick southern accent like hillbilly i don't ever watched american gothic oh so amazing you need to try and look it up and watch it seriously it's brilliant <laughs> It's got it Sarah Paulson. That was the first time I'd ever seen her. She plays Merrily, and that's um, Caleb's sister, who supposedly was killed by Lucas Buck, we think. I don't know. But Lucas... Anyway, I'm going to be spoiling the whole thing for you. We're not here to talk about American Gothic. <laughs> <laughs> right, how far have we got? We've not even covered, like... The, no, basically just the movie. There's just no, here's <laughs> a small selection of characters at it. Um, right, okay. So you see the new girl Sarah. I, I I know she comes from San Francisco, but I'm not actually sure where she's moved to. Is it California? No, I have no fucking idea where it is. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention that no, much. No, I don't think they, they do they say she's from San Francisco a lot, but I yeah. don't think they actually say where they are. Well, it's by the sea somewhere, but I've no idea where I'm they very actually that, like, San Francisco's shitty, but also where they are is shitty too. Even though it doesn't look no, shitty, look except shitty. for that one scene when they're walking at night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> other than that, that, it's like they're from some sort of like beachside beautiful fancy I, resort but yeah then for I, some reason when they go out a walk at night it's mental yeah i thought at first it was maybe california or la or something but then i'm like no but it looks too rural to be that 
And then, yeah, then you see them walk through that weird shanty town bit and you think, well, is that downtown LA, like Skid Row or something? But no, I don't know. But anyway, it starts off with uh, like it was raining and it's like a stormy day or something. And then there's, you see the new girl and she comes in with uh, her dad and I'm presuming her stepmom because her mother is dead. And uh, then it's like a giant house, but it's leaking. But then I thought to myself, I know it's just a movie, but how long has that been leaking for? Because it doesn't look like there's that much damage, but I would be a bit annoyed if I bought a house and you walk in and it's fucking leaking from the roof <laughs> immediately. I was thinking it was fortunate because it seems to have just started leaking right before they moved yeah, in. Yeah, that's what I was Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, at least it's big and everything. And There's right. also the snake imagery right. that they don't stick with throughout the film, really. Although I think they think they do. Because like when they're driving to their new house, oh, she yeah, there's out the window and there's a snake crawling up a rock. And then obviously that's going on and she goes downstairs and right. the guy arrives holding a snake in there. Right, this is it. This is the first note I wrote. What's with the guy with the snake at the beginning? Is he I want some to know, sort of crazy Ralph character? Like, is he, a, is he good and is he like a, but, is he acting on behalf of... They um, never explain. Which you have to pronounce like that. They never explained why he was there, why he was there with the snake, what he was trying to, like, what message he was trying to come across other than look mental. Well, no, they do murder him before he gives them any message. Yeah, well, don't yeah, it's unclear. Well, he's kind of said something about how he dreamt about her and he's seen her in his dream and she was dead. But again, I don't really see the point of him other than him being like a crazy Ralph type character from like, you know, the Friday the 13th. <laughs> he has no purpose. I don't know. No. It just confused me. Like she sees it's like, him. Yeah, they've got like a psychic character in the film, but he only appears twice and they kill him the second <laughs> time and nobody knows he's psychic. We don't even know he's psychic, he just might be psychic. We just don't know. And then the snake thing, are there snakes in it? I guess there are snakes in maybe California. I don't know where the fuck they are. They're snakes. Let's just put it that way. Um, okay, then what happens after that? She decides to go to school without a uniform. You see it's a Catholic school and her dad drops her off. One of my first bits of inconsistency that, again, uh-huh. really enjoyed the film. Mm-hmm. Nine out of ten. But... Yep. So she goes to school, it's a Catholic school, everyone's wearing uniform. He's like, it's okay, you don't have to worry about not wearing uniform. No, she he oh, says, she, he's like, you, you, you can go. wait until you get your uniform. And she's like, oh, what am I going to do? Just sit around watching yeah. TV all day? I may as well just go. Right. So okay. then she goes and everyone's wearing uniform and there's clearly a very strict uniform policy. With but none. then in some scenes they're in school and between oh, two and all of the main characters are not in anything that's vaguely uniform-like. Actually, you're right. At first, you see the girls, right, and they're stand, they're all sitting in the background. Neve Campbell's sitting there with her greasy hair, but she still looks hot. And then, like, I, I, they are wearing a uniform. But did Skeet Ulrich and those cunts are they say, wearing like, uniforms? to start. Is, was off he wearing with, doggies? I no, don't to start know off with, the three of them are in full uniform, like the three guys that are in it. But then, as the film goes on, before the girl, like, yeah, they before Neve starts to get more confident, yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. They're also yeah, you're right. not in uniform. And then, yeah, you're right. Neve starts to get more confident, stops wearing uniform. And then all the girls stop wearing uniform as well. And then at one point, they're just sort of in the school and most of the cast aren't wearing uniform. It's <laughs> very confusing. What kind of Catholic school is this? It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I never actually noted that down. So 
yeah, good observation there. Um, I don't think a lot of schools in America have uniforms, do they, in the US? It's usually like... I think it is just like private schools and religious schools that do. I think, yeah, other schools are just like, wear your clothes. Yeah, but we went to a school where uniform was required. We did. But I stopped wearing mine in like five or six year. But I would wear like black silk Did trousers. Did you wearing yours after you um, merged with and allowed Manhattan to be inside of you? Just a total made-up name. <laughs> I like that. Why that also uh, confused me. I'm like, why did they have a made-up god? Like, why didn't they just pick any uh, pagan deity? Well, I mean, I read in the trivia of I am um, Internet Movie Database, they said that when they were doing that scene on the beach when they invoking the spirit, that Manon was quite close to uh, Mananon or something like that, or some some real de- Wiccan deity of the the oceans and the seas, and they said that they. It did actually go a bit mental with the, the waves and stuff as they were doing that, and fog came in. So they were actually invoking something. Yeah. That maybe. Actually, they just... do you know what? Fair play, that actually does make sense that they didn't want to invoke an actual deity. Yeah, but okay. they kind of did. <laughs> Again, well, all of the questions, I, I just want something it... to come and clear up. I did really enjoy the film, but. Well, that's why I wrote down all the spells because I think we're crystal my podcast. Maybe we should be checking if these smell these smells these spells are genuine Wiccan spells or not, or are they just made up for the film. Um, I think there there's a YouTube video out there where someone does analyze it all. So I don't know, but I didn't. I wasn't sure whether you'd looked up any of them or the myth off behind them, or if, it, if there's any truth to it. Um, I did like the the occult woman. Um, she yes. was nice. she, there wasn't enough of her. No. <laughs> but uh, so she the first spell that I wrote that I noticed in the movie is when she's sitting in French class. Oh yeah, and I wrote about that. Uh, <laughs> those teen guys look older than the teacher. <laughs> the French teacher who's just yes. only speaking in French. And then there's like Skeet Ulrich and his two goofy pals who are just so annoying. Like, they're the biggest douchebags I've ever seen. Like, really. I've, I've never... Even the worst people, uh, the worst guys in our school were not as douchey as them, I don't think. Uh, to be fair, that might be, like, miss looking back on it because I felt working with teenagers <laughs> that I was, like... Like, even some of the stuff where... In fact, my two specific jokes were... They're so like, stupid. They didn't The French anything. teacher asked the guy a question and he was like, did you ask me if I got laid... And then yes! they laughed for an unnecessarily long time. I was that like, really annoyed me. Yeah, I think they're supposed to be about 15. If a 15 oh, year old said that, all his pals would laugh for ages. And then oh. also the bit when um, the teacher asked Nancy if she was interrupting her, and all the girls started laughing hysterically. Like, again, teenage girls yeah. would do that. Well, we've got a clue because I just remembered they they said, oh, we're in California. So they were in California because they're like, we're in California. Shouldn't we be speaking Mexican? Oh, so they did. He's like, no, Spanish. That's Spanish. Because <laughs> they're fucking idiots. <laughs> it's just why I can't understand why Sarah immediately thought, like, yeah, I'll just go out with the first goofy guy who she just witnessed being a complete prick. Um, who that was her switch around character weirdness as well that <laughs> she clearly wasn't the kind of girl that gave a fuck what guys thought about her but mm-hmm. then all of a sudden she was like really I just want to love me idea. like what yeah. 
So the first spell that I noticed, or ma- bit of magic, was when she was sitting at the back of this French class, and she's being watched by Bonnie and the and Rochelle, or Bonnie in particular, and she's got a pencil and she balances it so it just stays upright. But then she does this thing where it rotates, which is pretty fucking cool. How could she not think she's got some sort of magic powers if she can yeah. do that shit? Actually, that's really weird. Really she's that. absolutely blown away when she finds out she has magic powers, even though she actively goes around levitating objects. She can fucking use telekinesis to make pencils rotate. I mean, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's weird. But she said things like, oh, I know I've got some sort of powers, but it goes wrong. Like, if I want silence, I go deaf for two days or... Is everyone? I wanted it to rain and then a pipe exploded in my room and flooded it instead and things like that. Which I'm like, well <laughs> still pretty cool. <laughs> um yeah, so that was the first one. That's what drew her attention. And she wants she wanted to sit with them at science class and Nancy has this really cool death stare, like <laughs> didn't even answer her. And um yeah, she's like always been the leader, it would seem, Nancy. She likes Nancy's an interesting character because you do see pits in the movie where she you can see her human side and her vulnerability and how she's just a girl like like in a shit environment and her stepdad or whatever yeah is potentially sexually abusing her because uh, he does grab her her uh, she lives in a trailer trash kind of a trailer park and her mom's a fucking goofy alcoholic woman. Um, complete opposite of her she's like blonde doesn't she and kind of like i don't know your typical trailer woman yeah and um and then he grabs her nancy's dressing gown at one point and goes oh this looks kind of transparent and i'm like fuck off you beast you know and she seems really vulnerable there but like, so she I, puts on this front at school like she's tough but she's not really i think nancy doesn't like isn't a character that has a a flip that doesn't make sense because obviously because she's had such a shit life so she's got like darkness in her but she's not a shit person and then when she invokes Manon and obviously the cool witch in the witchy shop is like oh like he's a balanced deity so if you're yeah. not balanced then you invoke him mm-hmm. like basically he'll fuck you up which <laughs> to quote exactly but um I, I think that's really the thing that like Nancy's not a bad character she was actually my favourite character in the film but he goes really dark because she's invoked. Mm, she hasn't sorted her problems out before yeah. she can deal with that kind of power. But the thing with Nancy is, right, she is all kind of all front, I think, all like toughness on the outside, but really she is vulnerable on the inside and she is flawed and, and that's why she goes mental because she can't, she's very troubled and broken, I would say. But the only thing is, I'd say, is that when... Uh, she ends up with a mu- like loads of money and moves into a fancy flat with her mum. I felt like she was just really shit towards mo- like I thought that she wanted to protect her mum and ha- make her have a better life and everything. But then she just slams the door in her face. <laughs> well, again, I feel like that's because she's playing a teenager because it's like she does love yeah, her mum and she does want to protect her, but she's also like, "Oh, my friends are here. Like, don't come anywhere near my room." <laughs> Yeah, you're embarrassing me, Mum, for fuck's sake. I like, again, that it's implied that none of them had any power before. Yeah, that's but true. But they clearly did, because even... Um, what's Nev Campbell's oh. character called now? I can't Bonnie. remember. 
Bonnie. Bonnie. Like before. Oh my God, why can't I remember any of their names? Bonnie, Rochelle, and Sarah. Before Sarah shows up at the school, she tells the other girls that Sarah's going to be showing up at the school because she's like oh. consulted the messages in the witch's almanac. She doesn't say oh, Sarah's yeah, she's coming, got the almanac. She's like, oh, I've been looking through the like information and the almanac and think... our fourth is coming today. And the other two are like, especially Nancy's like basically like, all right, fuck off. But, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, clearly she is able to. I think they have try. some powers, but really the only the only reason they became more powerful when they became a foursome is because Sarah has genuine witch power, natural witch yeah, powers, like and they off feed off powers. her. Yeah, their powers stem from her. Like, I think without her, they wouldn't really get to the point. Maybe Nancy, because she's so she wants it so bad, but I guess she was channeling maybe some of Sarah's powers to invoke Manon because she wants it. So- I wrote something down about that, but um, I don't know how we're going to tackle that. <laughs> but I just want to say about, right, where am I here? Uh, oh, yeah, right. So Skeet Ulrich refers to when she's out in like the first day at school and you see them and she says to him, or he comes to her at the bench while she's eating lunch alone like a fucking creep and he starts talking to her and then she goes who are they and he goes oh what them the bitches of Eastwick yes I was like <laughs> oh my god I wish that people called us the bitches of Eastwick yeah. that's great so brilliant <laughs> that's like, a good line why is that insulting because I love that the again though I feel like that's good teen writing because I Mm. Like a teenager would call another teenager something that's really like <laughs> something they would consider a compliment, but as an insult. Yeah. Um, basically then, just saying like, oh, they're not carbon copies of everyone else. Yeah. So then he goes to her, well, um, uh, what was it? Something about, oh, I'm really busy, by the way, but, you know, I do football practice. So you might want to come and watch me. And I was just like, ooh, I'd be like, no, mate. <laughs> fuck off <laughs> she does yeah i liked that she was like what? all right no <laughs> why the fuck would you want to come watch you play football when you're clearly a dumbass but then she does and then that's when nancy and bonnie and rochelle approach her and nancy goes well nancy's obviously had previous dealings with skeet Ulrich. what's his name chris in it or something chris. i can't remember chris, chris yeah chris hooker is that <laughs> that's his name right? at one point one of the teachers i think said his full name and i was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's quite appropriate i suppose in his case um so she's hooked up with him before and he's basically got it she's what did she say he, she, he hits on anything with breasts or something with with tits yes um and, and then Bonnie goes, except me, because she's still hiding her hair at that point. Right, Although that really a couple of scenes me. later, she's... Because you wouldn't know she's got... Right, so her character's all meek and, and, and very, very low self-esteem because she's got burn scars just on her back and her shoulders. But you wouldn't know because she wears, like... If she washes her hair and has makeup on and stuff, again, you wouldn't know she's not a monster. Like but this is what threw me about her as well, because prior what? to him starting to actually channel the craft, she does put on a relatively nice outfit and wash her hair, and I was like, well, she just looks hot now. 
I know because she one minute she's got greasy hair and then even before she gains her confidence back because her scars go, it, it, she she does look nice. Yeah. But it, it's like well, she's not ugly. Why does she think she's a monster and stuff? Like she clearly is a good looking girl. Like it's not that big a deal. It kind of annoyed me how the the, the film were trying to make her out just because he greased her hair up a little bit and she wasn't showing her shoulders or whatever or her legs I think they put her in a long skirt that she was some hideous hose piece <laughs> <laughs> also is she who he was talking about when see when she does end up going on a date with Ski Ulrich and he was like oh I don't like those girls and then was like especially the one with the, the head like a bull master yeah because I was like oh, yeah, but then he doesn't obviously it. say who he's talking about and I was like which one of them has the head of a bullmaster? Yeah, exactly. I thought that as well. That's weird. <laughs> what? And because Sarah doesn't ask for like any sort of clarification, she just sort of laughs as if like, oh, that's a mean thing to say about her. And I'm like, how does she know which one he means? Because none of them look like a bullmaster. <laughs> and then after saying that weird shit, she lets him just kiss her. Yeah. I'd be like, eh, what? I just don't, maybe it's just I'm so against him, like he's so fugly. I just like, it just gives me skeeves. I just don't think someone who was smart as her would allow a douchebag like that to just kiss her. And then he goes, let's go back to, immediately says, let's go back to my place after Nancy warned him about, you know, what he does. Um, And she's like, well, okay, she's got a good common sense to say, nah, you're all right, mate, I better go home. And then the next day, and call, at first I thought Nancy and that were just saying that to wind her up that he was spreading rumours about her that she's the worst lady he's ever had but then he actually did do it yes <sighs> what I also liked by the way when they first are trying to warn them off her that they're just talking in normal like the way a teenager would talk in yeah. America in the 90s and then when Nancy instead of saying like he gave me the clap yeah. when Nancy's like he spread disease as though she's in like the crap not the craft that is the crucible yeah. it was like oh, so right, yeah. like what? spread the disease wherever you go disease <laughs> like okay <laughs> weird way to put it but cool so because of that instant that he slated her in that then she decides to join their coven um and she says oh what they take her on a they take her on some sort of road trip or whatever and she's like I can't my debt and she's like Nancy's like why don't she asks her out for coffee or something and she's like why don't you just make something up all right and then they go to the occult shop and she's like yeah we're gonna go shopping five finger discount because <laughs> like, yes. I used to go shoplifting when I was a teenager that age as well like who didn't you didn't have money <laughs> I mean it's true it's how being a teenager works yeah. Um, well, apparently Robin does have quite a lot of disposable income, and it's a bit flashy with it. Did she realise how much of a wank she was being? The fact that yeah. they can't afford to buy stuff, and Bonnie's obviously really lovely. And Not Bonnie. Like, Sarah. Yeah, but Bonnie's lovely. Sarah's yeah. <laughs> not saying Sarah's lovely. And Bonnie's like showing her the really nice, like leather-bound journal. Yeah, like, but then she says, "Put it journal. in your bag." Yeah, to be fair, she does say put it in your bag. But again, yeah. it's because they have no money. And she yeah. obviously like would really like it. And she's like to Sarah, oh, put it in your bag. And Sarah's like, no. And then decides to buy it. But then is like, I'm also going to have all these candles. And yeah, this. Yeah, that's and also, what's this book here? I'm like, all right, Sarah, calm down. 
fuck, you know, show off your wealth. Fuck, <laughs> poverty, the people living in poverty, Sarah. Although the black girl doesn't seem to live in poverty. I think her no. parents are just really boring or something. Like, <laughs> she just thinks, oh, I'm, I need to be more interested. She's for a bus. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people did. So then the... Um, I think the first one is when she the, 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 they get into the magic thing together when they take her out on a day trip somewhere and they go out for a picnic. And then I wrote down the perfect love and perfect trust initiation ceremony. So she gets the dagger and she goes, it would be better for you to rush upon this knife than to enter this circle with hate or, or fear. How do you enter? Or something like that. And she says with perfect love and perfect trust. And everyone says it. And then they proceed a blood magic pact. Where they. <laughs> prick their fingers. And then put it in some wine. I'm presuming. It is wine. They're underage drinking aren't they? They are. And then, so wine was a very nice label. Like That looked like a good, a yeah, good, it does. Bottle, good quality. They mix it in with the wine. And then they drink of, of their cup. And they say. What is it they say? Um, I drink to my sisters or something. Yeah, I drink of my sisters, and then they say what what they want and what's ha- upsetting them. So what's upsetting the new girl is that prick <laughs> Skeetle, <laughs> and she wants him to like her or something. Is that what she says? Yeah. Um, and then the and then Rochelle says something about Reese. She says the first thing about the racist bitch. Yeah, she doesn't want Marsha Brady to racially abuse her anymore. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Neve Campbell's character, Bonnie, wants to be beautiful on the outside as well as inside. I'm glad you said that, because this is the bit with yeah. her character that annoys me. Because right. see if at that bit she said, I want to be beautiful on the outside, her entire character arc through the film would make so much more sense. Mm. But because she says, I want to be beautiful on the outside as well as the inside... Mm. Then when they establish that she's turning yes. dark internally because she's turning yeah, they, they, more they, attractive they, externally, it's like, but that doesn't make any sense because her mm. the thing she asked Manon was sorry, Manon was that she Manon <laughs> was that she be beautiful on the outside as well as the inside. Yeah. And they've established that she's like really, really kind and mm. really, really loving and really, really caring. So it's like well, it doesn't then, yeah, because then they then, t- it, as it progresses, like, the, the more powerful they are, what someone joked, that the shorter their skirts get. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because they stop wearing their school uniforms and they start dressing, like, 90s hers. And uh, apart from Nancy's outfits, which become more and more badass goth. Which yes. Is more like they get longer, actually. Yeah, they do. She wears, like, skin tight, like, I love her, all her outfits. Yeah. Except I've, for I've her at the end gets a bit nuts. But yeah, and but they they tend to the more narcissistic she becomes about it's like they're trying to say that if you become really hot and good looking, attractive, you immediately become a complete utter bitch and Which, a yeah, bit of a delinquent and start smoking fags and being a a whore. I just think it would have made so much like that was one, that was my main I get Remember it that, that was my big issue I was like if the, if her wish yeah. had been or a request to man on had been that she wanted to be beautiful on the outside then I could see it being like well 
it's like found. a monkey's paw thing like okay you only said you want to be beautiful on the outside but you like to kind of show her she was already beautiful yeah that she would be punished by like losing her her goodness yeah. on the inside but it's like well it makes no sense that she's becoming progressively darker because because and it's specifically in her request that she, she wants never, to stay beautiful on the inside she never really goes back to being the original bonnie like the kind bonnie either to, even no. at the end like a little bit of it comes out, but then they totally backtrack on it, and she remains just one of these plastic. Yeah, like you realise she's actually being fake, and that so maybe she, she was like that all. Yeah, because there's this really horrible scene where, and again, I feel like her mother is making her go through all this pain because she's ashamed that her daughter's got yes. some burn marks on her. Like, there's people with worse burn marks than that that live their lives. Um, get over it, bitch. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, why are you putting your it is so annoying to me because it, it, she's not horribly disfigured. It's not like her face is covered in burns. It's areas that you could easily cover up, you know, that's not even that big a deal. And yet she's going through this painful process. I don't even know what it is. It looks horrific where it's like gene therapy. And it <laughs> I like the like very <laughs> as if that makes sense. Like it's a new form of gene therapy. <laughs> Seem to be Not shining a laser pen on her back and then rubbing a little like um, clay crafting tool up and down her back. It looked like a thick sewing machine needle going in and out of her skin. Like she's like, it's going to be painful. I'm sorry, but have they ever heard of local anesthetic? You can yeah. people use that on tattoos. Like I didn't because I'm a badass and I don't need no <laughs> fucking numbing cream, but. You can put, like, there's people who get, like, operated on, like, actual opened up under anaesthetic while they're awake. Why are you putting her through that torture screaming while this needle's, like, penetrating her over and over again? I just don't get it. It's just wrong. (laughs) Why does she need to go through the pain? She doesn't. They could numb that shit. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, right, so that's why she's upset and she wants that. She just wants rid of that, her scars. And then all Nancy can say is that she just wants to be, invoke the power of Manon. And then they look up and all these butterflies. All of it, I, feel, I like that she really emphasises that like she's yeah. not wants to, she wants to invoke all of the power of Manon, like all yeah. of it. Like she wants all of his power. Yeah. And then they were like, she, uh, was it thingy? Sarah questions are on it and she's like it's just what I want or something it's just what it is I love her smile she's got a massive smile and skin yeah. like her teeth are just so like her massive. entire head is smile yeah it is especially when she gets off the bus and the, the bus driver says to them watch out for those weirdos out there girls and she's like we are the weirdo <laughs> that's one of my favorite lines and she looks under she under she looks with her sunglasses I think she's a wee style inspiration to me back then a little bit because she wears a dog collar and I had a red leather dog collar just like that except I yeah. Do, I, yeah all of her outfits were great um so they do that the love spell turns and Chris into an obsessive so that goes wrong for her but then she did say that every spell that she every thought that she has goes wrong for her because later on after their picnic right we'll go back to the crazy ralph guy as you mentioned they go through this sort of chanty town thing where are they going i don't yeah i'm like why are they not going back to the road homes? why are they just wandering through this like where were they on their way to i can't remember 
nowhere, I don't think. I don't think they were going anywhere in particular. Specifically say where they're going? No, I don't think so, because then they just end up in the park afterwards again, drinking and... Right, so this guy, like, she, he just, why is he there? Like, why was he outside, like, clearly in the in the middle of the woods somewhere, randomly when she's, like, it just really annoys me they don't give you any sort of connection at all to what, is she connected to her mother, is he connected to her mother, what, why? So he goes and he, and he accosts her again, Crazy Ralph guy with the snake, and he's like, hey, I showed you that snake. And then he says her about the dream and that. And then she sort of turns around and death stare, like Sarah does, turns around and stares at him. And then he wanders out into the road and gets run over by a car. And that's him. Why oh, horrifically? And I was like, yeah, I wrote down, um, guy with snake, she murdered him with her thoughts. Sarah has all the power. Like, what, what, what that was mean? <laughs> I was evil. He didn't deserve that. And then and again, the other girls were like, did we do that? No, I did it. <laughs> I feel like the two out of the four of them that have the most positive reaction to murdering a guy are Sarah and Nancy. Like, they're really mm. in it that they just murdered a guy. Yeah, they were true a bit disturbed about that. Yeah. And then we never hear about him ever again. Like, no. I don't understand. I don't really see the point in his character other than to demonstrate that Sarah has some sort of influence. This is where I'm going to also bring uh, Rochelle's character into it because Mm -hmm. on the fact that she's horrified by that, Rochelle swings of all the characters the most like violently from being the kindest person in the film to an evil boot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it doesn't make any sense because you can't be both. It's not like, again, like we're saying about um, Bonnie. uh, Bonnie. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like even though the other characters keep going on about how nice Bonnie is, and she does seem like a nice person, but Rochelle genuinely seems lovely. But in every scene, she's either really, really lovely, really, mm-hmm. really caring, really, really empathetic, or like and she's an the absolute one that, sassy bitch. She's the one that Sarah always runs to for help and support yeah. if something goes wrong, and she welcomes her in and goes, oh my God, are you all right? And everything. So we'll get into that point that they, they go to school, they're going to the Catholic church for mass, and then there's Chris, and he's always, he's like a puppy dog, he's staring at her, and she's like, is it working? He's staring at her, then he comes up to her, and she's like, carry my books, sit down, watch the sermon, well, his, his mates are like, taking the piss out of him, but he doesn't, he doesn't have any control over it, so he just One takes it. One of his it. friends confusingly shouts at him across a chapel, do you want to carry my heavy jock strap? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> 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 These are souls are so annoying. Especially the wee, the wee short guy. He reminds me of someone I used to go to school with. Um, yeah. And so that's obviously starting to work on him. And she's finding that really funny and everything. And then you see them, like, their friendship develop as the four, like, circle. And this is where I'm getting to the the sleepovers, where they're all having sleepovers and stuff. And that made me think about when I used to do that, when I was that age. And yeah, and but Bonnie, I started you're right to... about Rochelle being also minted because she lives in a big house. But yeah. to be fair, Bonnie's implying that she doesn't have enough money to buy a leather diary, but that's Bonnie's house they're having the sleepovers in. That's a big ass house. And Rochelle's house as well, because yeah. she's got quite a big house. And they go to do they go to Bonnie's house? Or they all live in big houses apart from Nancy. And I was thinking throughout all this. Nancy probably loves these sleepovers because she gets to stay in lovely houses and that and have a, a decent night's sleep and not getting molested by her yes. fucking drunk 
stepfather or whatever. So she's probably more into the sleep and sleep. Like she seems really happy at the sleepovers and not like unhinged. And then they do the the classic light as a favor, stiff as a board spell, which I actually did try with my mates, but obviously it would never work. <laughs> you didn't manage to levitate. No, we each tried it, like put our fingers underneath each other and tried to lift each other up by chanting like his favourite stuff was bored. And that was because of that film that we copied that film. Again, Nancy being the best character, I really like <laughs> Sarah's like very seriously explaining and she's like, You've never done that mm-hmm. as a feather stiff of a board. So what you have to do, lie yeah. down. We put our fingers under each other and Nancy's yeah, Nancy like, cracks Where do you want me to put my fingers? And yes! start my finger in the air. <laughs> I love her. That's like something I would say, you know, lower the tone <laughs> to break the tension. <laughs> Don't be so fucking serious, Sarah. <sighs> and then they're all really shocked when it actually works. And then Rochelle's mum pops in with some tails, and that's what breaks the spell because they don't actually know how to put her, push her back. I would just suggest pushing her back down, you know. <laughs> I mean, they never even tried that. And then she just falls and laughs and improvises the line, You've got to try that. Um, so that was a bit of fun. And then after that, the next spell I wrote down was that because you see Rochelle get bullied, Rachel, I mean, it's quite shocking what she says to her. So right. all Rochelle wants to do is just dive. She likes diving into a pool. Not muff diving. She likes diving into a pool. <laughs> I mean, she might like muff diving. You never actually yeah, see her. Really like you never actually see her like fancy any guys or anything like that. She's like not sexualized in the least, Rochelle. No, she has like she's not in a desire a way to dis- maybe she even kind of nah I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say she fancied her tormentor so um yeah so she's diving and then it's just this pure bitch like she's and then afterwards she's drying her hair and what is it she says to her she says oh my god if there's a pube in my my comb oh no actually it's just Rochelle's nappy hair <laughs> fuck off she outright says I just don't like negroids yeah she's horrendous so. I feel like as well, my other thing with the the sort of like they've gone too far aspect of it. Now, when they start trying to kill Sarah, I'll give them that's going too far. But the rest of it, I'm like, no, they've not. <laughs> I was thinking that as well. Yeah. Just, so as a result of that, Sarah, the next spell I wrote down was, and this is something that I used to get accused of doing all the time, like because I mentioned about poppets and stuff once to someone when I was walking them home. I'm pretty sure it was either... Well, I wouldn't name them, but you know who they are. Um, so, and then that spread around. Which is, like I said before, it, now that I look back on it, it's pretty funny, like, to be accused of something like that, because that's something to be feared, not like. I don't know why I wasn't going to do it, but, like, it seems to me that they, I don't know, it's strange. I was, like, living the bloody craft. I was Nancy in school. Um, she plucks a bit of hair from the racist girl. What's her name in it? Um, Laura Lizzie also Laura Lizzie, yeah I remember because again when they said her full name I was like uh-huh. is it Nancy that's like Laura Lizzie's a bitch and I was yeah. like Laura Lizzie is a crazy name yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like is that a hyphenated first name is her second name Lizzie Laura Lizzie I thought she was saying Lizzie and I'm like oh god <laughs> but hey right, so then she plucks um, a bit of hair from Laura's nap- napper <laughs> and then I'm like right away I'm like okay she's obviously going to use that in a spell and then she winds it into Rochelle's hair and I said tied to the victim's hair so that's how she and this is Sarah doing this which is pretty fucking despicable when you think about it it's pretty evil 
even though it is to get revenge on someone who's been a massive racist. Reasonable. So Again, the, ne- though, the only person that has reluctance about it is Rochelle because she's yeah, so nice and is like, like you sure? I, I don't know if we should be doing this. Yeah. And um, Sarah's like, we should. And then she says something about, but I don't want her to get, I don't think I want her to get hurt. And then Sarah says, she won't unless she does anything to you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. So is that what triggers it then? Because Yeah, then so that's why it's in. She does Rochelle that again. Sarah, so Sarah's basically saying that if she does anything to Rochelle, um, it'll come back to her because it's like really like her that that will be taking on the right the damage if that makes sense i see okay so the so she's put her hair and the victim to like a teflon shield or something it'll bounce yes. off of her and go back like the um i'm like glue your insults so you're like glue your insults will bounce off me and stick to you that kind of childish thing exactly that. Saying, right um okay so then she's diving again and her friends notice that her hair's falling out and it's all scabby and slimy and stuff. That's what happens to her. Her hair starts to fall out, which is like the worst thing for her because she's like pretty and blonde and that's her vanity is her hair. And then Rochelle seems a bit concerned about it, but then she just does a perfect dive and the coach is like, cool. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. give a shit about this. <laughs> yeah, like he's <laughs> exactly that. I like that he's like, oh my God, your, your skin, like, skin's erupted in blood. Just your hair's off. Oh, also, Rochelle can dive. When Lazy, I'm going to call her Lazy. Uh, she she tries to dive. Right, the first time we see her diving, Lazy shouts "shark" and she belly flops into the water. But I'm like, <laughs> that wouldn't put me off because I'm no. like, why would there be a shark in the swimming pool? That doesn't make any fucking. Sense. <laughs> I did love that bit because yeah, no, why why would that sort of over dive? Because yeah, clearly. <laughs> Like, that Rochelle genuinely think a shark is going to devour her in a school swimming pool. <laughs> I know, we're taking it literally, but maybe it was just a distraction. Like, she could have just went, or whatever, <laughs> in the noise, and it would have made her, like, lose her concentration. But shark? <laughs> I would be saying the movie was a 10, not a 9, <laughs> if Lazy Lazy stood <laughs> <laughs> off <laughs> Rochelle was diving and just like caught up with her fists in there and went rawr. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Uh-huh. Right, so that's the thing. Right. And then you see Nancy get what she wants. Because Nancy's seen all this happen. Um, oh yeah, you see Bonnie and her scars go. Because she's at one point, Nancy's like trying to heal her at their sleepovers and she's like please remove my scars please remove my scars and all that shit but then i'm like is it was it the gene therapy that worked or was it the spell because you don't actually know also was it the gene therapy or was it nancy because it's that annoyed Again, me well about sarah because nancy's doing that and then when yeah. it works sarah's like i did that for you and i'm like no you didn't sarah you, <laughs> you did that for rochelle nancy did that for bonnie yeah that's true or was that a combination of all three? I don't know. But it's like the scar tissue just sort of wipes away like a snake skin, I guess. Maybe that is a maybe. I don't know if that was meant as a symbolism of the serpent shedding yeah, the skin. Is she the serpent? Mm, I think I mean, the I serpent. I mean, I would assume that Nancy's the serpent, but. 
Well, Nancy chose a serpent as her sacred animal because it represents change, as in sheds of skin, and also uh, could represent body, but it also represents power and immortality and renewal or something. And that's maybe what she's looking for in her life because she didn't have any power throughout her, like, and she didn't have that sense of power in the trailer or whatever. And maybe because of what happened between her and Chris as well, which I'll get to later. I'm sure you've got comments on it as well. But that really threw me for a loop. Like, I remember when I watched it as a kid, I thought she was genuinely for revenge. But then when I'm watching it again, I'm like, she genuinely wants to fuck him. She's jealous. Right. But anyhow, um, so she's upset because everyone around her is getting what they want. She hasn't got the spirit of Manon or whatever. Nothing's changed for her. Manon. Nothing's changed for her. And then she's in the trailer and that's when you see how shit her life is and her mom's a drunk and she's got a sexually abuser of an uncle or a, a stepdad or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if they're married. We're, we're not assuming her mom's married to her. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying everyone <laughs> the trailers are incest. Or <laughs> 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 committing incest. But yeah. Or inbreeding. But she gets so angry at him. That oh she does he start to attack the mum or something and she gets really angry and then all of a sudden the the electrics go and a fire starts and then he has a sudden heart attack because I wrote down in my notes Nancy um oh, I think that's part of the spell it's like yeah. Nancy screams leave her Nancy alone and then everything heart- electrical explodes yeah Nancy causes heart attack with her furious anger and then I wrote turns out he's rich which really confused me like he had a so that she gets what she wants out of her she escapes from her dire situation is because as a result of him dying in her anger of having a heart attack or whatever the the dad or whatever he, he turns out has like a really expensive life insurance that he's left to them which really confused me because why is he living in a trailer then if you yeah. get that also, the life insurance, and I'm not saying £175,000 isn't a lot of money, but, and again, <laughs> they're also living in poverty, but they're acting as though they've got £800 billion. Yeah. <laughs> like, she then moves on to this really, really expensive penthouse suite. Granted, there's not really a lot of furniture in it, and she's wearing designer gear, and she's got this really gaudy sofa. I did write a note about that as well. I'm pretty sure, what did I write? I wrote... Nice apartment, but still very much white trash. That's what yes. I wrote. Because <laughs> her mum's like, I've always wanted to have a jukebox with nothing but Connie Francis. <laughs> She's trying to explain what Connie Francis is. And like, and confusingly, 75-year-old Rochelle says, who's Connie Francis? <laughs> yeah. And then Nancy's just like, oh, shut up. I'll fuck off. I'm not interested. <laughs> and shuts the door in her face when she's trying to talk to her mates um but then what happens after that when you have that conversation in that room i don't know how did they end up invoking spirit did they say let's invoke the spirit then they get the book why did they they decide to go to the no, Nancy decides because she can afford to buy the stuff now. She goes in and she's like, I'm going to buy this with money this yeah. time. And the um the nice one, she's got a secret room as well that she wouldn't let Sarah go into. She's quite aggressive that way. She grabs her wrist quite. Yes. I'm like, like oh, hang on, hold off, hands off me, bitch. Uh, she won't let her get behind the curtain. 
so Nancy picks up the invocation of the spirit. It's like now that she's got that money, she's got the the good life. Like she doesn't need worry so much about money anymore. But I think she does because I think her mum can't be trusted with all that money because already she's spending it. Well, she's like, clearly spent like nearly all irresponsibly, of it already. Yes, very irresponsibly. So Nancy's probably worried about oh fuck, that means she I'm going to have food again. Yeah, she needs more power to protect herself because her mum can't. <laughs> she can't stop her mum from spending it all on booze and gaudy shit um so yeah so then she decides to invoke the spirit um and that's when they all get they bring an animal that means something to them so bonnie's got a clown oh no rochelle's got a clownfish which i think represents i don't know her love of diving or just, i don't know what that means no um <laughs> i mean yes that is what she has no i don't know why she has it then bonnie has a butterfly which is it because clownfish can't be harmed I have no idea. Because like the clownfish live in the bit of the reef that maybe that's like all the poisonous sea anemones, so no other fish can go in it because so because she's no it harms them. The clownfish have like thicker scales than other fish, so they can swim about in it fine. So maybe she's wanting like thicker skin. Maybe I don't know. Really Although that's know. confusing because what does that mean? Like she wants to be all right with racial abuse, probably. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so Bonnie's got um a butterfly. Which represents inner beauty and outer beauty or whatever, I guess. And then, or does that not represent inner beauty becoming outer beauty? Because a caterpillar then transforms into a beautiful yeah. butterfly. Right, okay, I get it. Or like the ugly duckling turns into the swan. And then Sarah has a beautiful parakeet. I'm like, where's she getting that from? <laughs> In a lovely birdcage. <laughs> I don't know what that represents. And then, yeah, Nancy has a serpent and she explains why like, serpents are really powerful. You should respect them because Sarah doesn't like snakes. Doesn't say how her mum died. Oh, no, it does. She died giving birth to her, which yes. came out blue at the end because I didn't know that until Nancy mentioned it. And she went, bravo. That was one of my favourite lines. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way she, she, she said that. Uh, right, so then they're on the beach and then they invoke Manon. And I wrote down, Nancy is struck by lightning. How the fuck did she survive? Because she's a demigod now. That is quite a lightning um, attack. Do you not think? Yes, that yeah. whole scene, the summoning is great. Big mm. fan. Good summoning. So what did I write here? Oh, I missed out the glamour spell. So they were doing oh, the yeah. glamour spell. Was that maybe in Nancy's apartment? Oh, it was one of them anyway, where I she demonstrates. In apartment. Yes, and she says, "Well, there's a way that you can change your looks." And I've always I loved that bit because I was like, when I was a kid, I'd love to be able to just how good would that be to just change your hair color like that? Yes, amazing. Yeah, and then just shake it and it goes away. Especially for me when I'm like allergic to black dye. If I could just make, give people the illusion that I've got black hair, then that would be so good. <laughs> like if she just changes the colour of her eyes and then she's like, nah, you need to do something better than that. And then she changes her hair blonde and then Nancy laughs and goes, why don't you do something for me? Make my ass smaller. I'm like, your, your arse is small enough. Yeah. Fuck's sake, you like, arse. If your arse was any smaller, <laughs> it would be concave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's one of them. Um then the French lady, ah, yeah, because Sarah's starting to get concerned about Chris, and she goes to the. I'm presuming she's French. I don't 
don't know what her nationality is. You think she's Spanish? I think she's French. Generic foreign lady, let's just call her that. So Sarah goes to her and she says... Generic foreign lady. Yeah, she goes to the generic foreign lady. "Uh, What can I do? Because I've put this spell on this guy and now it won't go. How do I undo a love spell? And she's like, you can't undo a love spell. You have to wait for it to work its way uh, out or something, don't she? Yeah, Um, which confused me because I was like, what does that mean? Like, It has to go through to the... work its way through to the end. What? uh Rape. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was like, what of, of just of your life? <laughs> yeah. And she said it in a very calm, jolly way, as if like, uh-huh. don't worry, <laughs> you just have to deal with them stalking you until you're in your nineties. Yeah, anyway, bye. He kills you, uh, and then she's talking about how that you know whatever you send back, you get back three times free or threefold, which I've never really bought. That's just something to scare people off black magic. I remember Debbie used to say that to me when she was into Wicca and I was into my dark magic phase and uh, she was like, you can't do evil on people because it will come back to you free, freefold. And I went, nah, I don't believe that. <laughs> don't believe that. It's just something people say, like telling your kids that something bad will happen if you don't behave yourself. That's what I think. <laughs> I thought you were just like, like, you can your kids, like stop cursing everyone. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst three-year-old in this entire neighborhood. They said that was a fucking voodoo queen anyway, so I thought, well, maybe just go ahead and do it. I did generally try and curse someone and kill them. I don't, I don't know if it worked, but they did come up to me later on and apologize for ra- for some random reason. So some must have had torn out their eyes. I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but something must have happened. I don't think I've fit fully. I don't think I fully finished whatever I was trying to do because I was a bit nervous about going in the woods and start burning things. So I was like, I better get out of here because I thought someone could see me. So I ran. Anyway, that's just stupid things you do when you're a teenager and pissed off. Uh, And again, maybe the craft was an influence on me, but I also read the Satanic Bible and that's where I took the the curse thing to like manifest something for harm or whatever. Um, Okay. Or something to like get revenge against your enemies or something, defend yourself. I don't know, I haven't read it in a while. Um where are we? So then yeah, she's he begs her to go meet up with her or whatever and she's like, nah. Oh, we that after the what? when they do the The reason what? that Sarah's starting to get concerned isn't just because she's concerned about uh Chris, what, it's Chris? also because after Manon strikes Nancy yeah. there's like I'm going to say 28 dead sharks on the beach. Yeah, and she's like, they're my gifts. They're my ah! gifts. He did this for me. He she did this for me. I really like when there's voice. like the firemen and like uh, um, oh, yeah. small guard and very small sharks. And then they're like sort of yeah. looking over on the sharks and Nancy just runs over to them screaming, he did it for me. But they have no response. It's because yeah, they're just like background like, extras. That really entertained me. That I was like, yeah. why, why are these three men at their work not, and their work being just now to work out what's going on with this dead shark, not reacting to this really well dressed girl running out along the beach I and mean, rubbing the dead shark and screaming at them? He did this for me. <laughs> Maybe they're just used to seeing that weird shit every day at the beach. It's, so, it's like a normal iconic. Screaming Manon on the beach. 
Oh great! Now it's another another day of fucking sharks flying, <laughs> turning up dead <laughs> on the beach. Not again! Eater, this happens. That's what happens when you move to a minor <laughs> town. <laughs> an anonymous town in California somewhere. Uh, yeah, that's a shame. I remember thinking, I think I misremembered that. Like, I always thought it was whales and dolphins that were on the beach, but no, it was, sh- it was sharks, and that was a a swordfish that she was following. Oh. Yeah. I like that that's much more intelligent than me. I, was, I genuinely was like, I don't know what type of shark that is she's rubbing. <laughs> it's a swordfish. There, <laughs> there, were, there were sharks, though. There was like hammerhead shark. Yeah, there was definitely a hammerhead shark there. They were all sharks, but does that symbolise anything? I don't really know. I mean, why would you kill? I thought it was all about nature. Why Why the fuck would you kill all this pure yeah, shark? Yeah, I as well. If it's sharks like are nice. Lord of nature and balance and the sea, why would it kill a bunch of sharks for her? Unless it's because she's corrupted and dark inside and that's Okay, yeah, to be fair, we're just assuming she's right. Maybe when the so power went into her, she, she not knowing her power, killed also, all of the massive sea creatures. When we first see Nancy after she invoked the spirit of Manon, she's walking on water like she's no, she is. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote that. Um, There's something that, else she does that's a Jesus metaphor as well. Is there? I've yeah, wrote she's Nancy walks on water, and then after that, she changes the traffic lights from red to green. Jesus does that in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Turns water into wine. If he was around today, he probably changed the traffic lights when he got stuck in traffic. Because he could. What what Jesus met for? When she's in the lunatic asylum. And she's in a cross in a crucifix shape. No? Maybe. I don't I, I can't think. I don't know. There was definitely because I thought, oh, she's like become one with god or i can't remember exactly what she says but she basically says that like she's become one with manon like she is manon she feels everything around her she feels yes yeah she's and like then the walking on water and then there was something else where it was like this is a lot of uh, jesus metaphors uh, i didn't think that oh, apart from the walking on water thing but the rest i didn't really understand i didn't yeah i didn't get that um yeah so then she, the powers obviously get into her Chris tries uh, to apparently in Druidic mm. faiths the shark is the symbol of strength, survival, and invincibility. So maybe she's like drawn on ah, okay. the sharks or something. Right. Okay. So she's got a sense of immortality and power and invincibility about her. I see. But in the form of a in the body of a teenage girl, the main yes. teenage girl, which is a dangerous thing. Because they say that poltergeist activity tends to happen around puberty or pubescent girls or teenage teenagers, boys or girls, mostly girls, that I maybe mean, it's a lot of hormones and pheromones that are coming off them that feeds poltergeist and generates like, you know, every like when you're a teenager, you're very mood swings, very moody and you're like, you know, back me yeah. up. I don't know. I was like that. Um, it's a hard time to go through. And it creates a poltergeist activity. That so, makes sense. Uh, right, so she, they're in the car, she's driving, she's obviously got a fancy car, she's got some $175,000, which I don't think is going to get her far. Like, mm. it's, she's going to run out of that quite quickly. And then, yeah, that's when Sarah might mentions that Bonnie used to be nice and now she's a complete bitch. I mean, Bonnie was like she, she turned into a complete hope. Like as soon as she, as soon as her scars left her, 
she went into class and she walked this annoy me she walks in she doesn't look that much different than she was before except she's maybe got some like knee-high socks on and not a jacket it's not that slight and then all of a sudden all the guys are like hey bonnie yeah. <laughs> like what she doesn't look any different <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> like she's got some sort of witchy pheromone thing going on i don't understand why and then she's like there's a guy with really long hair and she's like hey guy nice ass yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy doesn't really bother he's not really bothered about it i don't think but then they're like bonnie you do. <laughs> she's like, yeah, well, why can't I enjoy myself now and sh- and stuff like that? And she's smoking in the back of the car, and they're all laughing um, at Sarah. And she's like, oh, I'm turning that green, that light green. And then they have an argument. And then is that the point where she goes on a date with Chris? I don't know. I'm getting it all mixed up. Like she gets. I think yeah. Goes, then the <sighs> that they have an argument, and then she agrees, and then Chris asks. Or on a date again. Yeah. And she says she'll go, and then she goes the next night for dinner. And the next car He's to like, dinner, yes. but she actually go to dinner. No, because uh, she just wants to bang her. And because she's talking about how. He's not listening. She thinks she's falling out with them. Mhm. Yeah, she's telling him all this, but all he can think about is her. He's not actually listening to anything she's saying, and she realizes that and leaves, and he's like, "No, no, no, I can't." Lose you and he chases her and then actually rips her pants off. I think I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. Um, and she kicks, kicks him in the nuts. In the deck, quite right. Yeah. Then runs off and ends magically at her. No, she goes to. Does she go to her house? No, I think she goes to Rochelle's house. Rochelle takes her in and she's yes. like, oh "My God, are you all right?" So Rochelle again is demonstrating how kind and supportive and nice she is. This is what I don't get. And then they tell. Nancy about it for some reason Nancy finds out or they all do and she's like right I'm going to go play because he's at a party Chris yep great love this bit this is like one of my favourite scenes in the whole movie but again I'm, I wrote down Nancy clearly is jealous of Sarah Um, she's not doing it out of revenge she genuinely wants this guy to want her instead yeah. of Sarah. It's like she's jealous of Sarah's power. Like she knows deep down that Sarah's more of a natural witch than she is, and she wants. Like I thought when I was a kid that she was just doing it to avenge Sarah, but now when I see it, she's like to him, "Hey, come on up here." And she, it's, her dress is amazing. And she comes in, she walks in like a badass to this party, yes, and brings him up the stairs, and she was like, "Oh, Sarah's up there." And then he's like, no, no, leave me alone. She's like, oh, come on, you wanted me once. Remember this? And then she changes into, no, because she kind of goes a bit mental, doesn't you, when, she, when she, he rejects her? And she goes, and starts hitting herself in the head. Yes. And you're like, come on now. And then she decides something flips. She flips her lid because she he rejected her. It's like she slides backwards onto the floor while she's hitting herself in the head. And then she starts yeah. like crazy cackling. And but she puts she's, her hands over her face and does her glamour. It really pisses me off because I'm like, why are you regressing back to the woman who wants this douchebag? Like, yeah, especially now that she's a demigod, like you think yeah. that would go, even if this she's not supposed to be a demigod, but you think if she can sense and feel and see everything, she'd be like, you're a dickhead. You're nothing. Again, <laughs> I enjoy this whole bit. I enjoy her outfit and everything, and I like the end result. But yeah, I would have, I would also rewritten this scene that. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. 
for her character. Basically, like, that. so that we still get to what happens at the end of the scene, but with her basically being like, fuck you. Like, of all the men you could try and seduce, that why that guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? She could have anyone she wants. He doesn't even have a mouth. Yeah, why go for someone who's already under someone else's spell as well? He doesn't have a mouth, he doesn't have a chin, he's got beady little rat eyes. I just... Ugh. What does she it, shout at him before or you're sorry? Uh, you that, don't exist. You don't yeah, exist. Yeah, I love that. That, that, that was my favourite. Because I feel yeah, like your great. story's the famous bit that yeah. is always in like clip shows and yeah. things like that. But the yeah, you don't exist is you don't, you don't exist. You don't exist. You're shit to me. You don't yeah, exist. I'm like fuck this. Right. Well, before all that, car she turns herself, she glamours herself into Sarah, and then basically he was like all over her, and, and then she has tries to basically have sex. With, well, she would have banged him had Sarah, the real Sarah, and Rochelle not intervened. And again, they're being supportive of her at that point. And then that's when Nancy becomes Nancy and says to him, "Oh, by the way, she the only reason why you love her is because she made you that way." Ha ha ha! And he's like, "You're a witch." Obviously, she's a fucking witch. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah, and then she loses her shit, and like, you'd think Sarah would use her powers to stop her from pushing him out the window. She's nah, like, he deserves some nah. fucks. Yeah, window. he does deserve that. I was that was my favorite part. I wish Nancy she's like, "You don't up. exist to me." You're using shit. her used her Manon powers to like break the spell, mm-hmm. and then he said that he was sorry. And that it was because he was under the spell, and she'd basically been like, "No, I know you're a piece of shit anyway." Yeah. And then it that starts to go like, "You don't exist to me. You're a piece of shit. You don't exist to me." Until he like explodes backwards out the window. That's what I thought was like going to happen was when she started saying that that she's literally willing him out of existence yes. by explaining it out loud. But instead, it's just like, uh he gets blown out or he, he, he falls out a window. It's not very spectacular, is it? It's not very dramatic. A driver exploded out of existence or something when he fell out. When he, he, gets, he doesn't even get blown out the window. He just kind of stumbles backwards. And then I don't even think you would die from falling out that window that high. I think like, we know that he lands on his skull, but I don't know how we right. know because we don't see him. But I knew that he was supposed to have landed on his skull for right. some reason. So maybe he broke his neck on the way down or yeah. something. Or he actually did explode like Nancy wanted him to. <laughs> yeah, and That's, I love the way You get the Brad when Sarah's like, oh, <laughs> dad was saying like basically, oh, it's awful that this happened, but like you can't beat yourself up if they just added it. I'm going like, boys explode sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> It just happens sometimes. These things happen to teenage boys. It just happens. It happened to me when I was a teenage boy. <laughs> boys have explosions all the time. <laughs> yeah, the dad wasn't really in it much. I mean, um, yeah. So then she start, and because she witnessed it all, I don't know. Then they always, then always. This is what doesn't make sense and probably doesn't. No, then it just. This is the bit where I'm suddenly yeah. like, what? She goes into the school and she's suddenly terrified. She runs into the toilets and I'm like, what's she running from? And then yes. you see the, the lock in the toilet magically like unlock from the inside and Nancy and Rochelle and Bonnie are there and they're being really nasty to her. And I'm like, but you, but Bonnie and Rochelle literally went to that party to stop Nancy from hurting yes. What? Why and again, Rochelle has been the nicest character in the film yes, throughout they, the film. 
Oh yeah, because they 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 haunt her, don't they? They were they when she's before the school scene, she's in bed and they see them fly in, the three of them fly in. They're like Nancy, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you're yeah. like, did you get any sleep last night? It was so bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> like Rochelle's doing that, and I'm like, what? Again, my rewrite of this bit, because again, I think it was a really good film, but my rewrite of this bit would be that both Rochelle, so like Nancy's killed him, the power's fully taken over her, but we've already established from the French-Spanish witch that because she's like got all this darkness in her, she mm-hmm. can't control man on, so she can go batshit fucking mental. Mm-hmm. Because I've already rewritten Bonnie's spell, so Bonnie's not kept herself mm-hmm. good on the inside. So she's gone like full on dark witch. They're then and, and Rochelle's then become like, a bully. Well, no, Is I was that... thinking it should then be like Rochelle and Sarah versus Nancy and oh, right, yeah. Nancy and Bonnie spells have fucked them up. Yeah, but then they're but Rochelle's then become the bully. But I think it's maybe because the two of them are scared of Nancy and want to, you know, a peer pressure kind of thing. Like they were with Nancy and wanted to abandon her. Character again, if they didn't mm-hmm. have. Uh, Bonnie like saving the goodness inside her but it's just so out of character for Rochelle like it doesn't make yeah I mean you see Rochelle's fear she seems to genuinely be all of a sudden a bitch and at the party you see Leza Laza Lindsay whatever her name is (laughs) come up to her really Lady Lady Lindsay (laughs) yeah no maybe I'm I'm mixing up the timelines here at one point Rochelle no you're right you're right when they're trying to stop no, 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 before that, Rochelle sees her crying in the locker room and she's like, it keeps falling out. And it's like she's got, you know, the the Terry, uh, no, what was it the guy from the Really Wild show? <laughs> Terry Nutkins. <laughs> <laughs> she's got the Terry Nutkins hairdo. <laughs> She's got a long bald, basically. And Rochelle sort of backs away and feels a long bald. And you, <laughs> she sees her reflect. You see a reflection in the mirror, and but instead of like her reflection looking back at her, it looks away from her as if yeah, yeah. She's her soul's ashamed of what she's done. But then I'm like, no, she deserves it. She's a fucking racist bitch. Yeah, she's not done anything. <laughs> well, one, she's not done anything dark. Two, the person who's being punished deserves to be punished. And yeah. three, it's not Rochelle's. <laughs> Rochelle hasn't cast the election spell. It was Sarah. Yeah, so then when she's at the party before they go up, um, yeah, Lazar's like to her, she's wearing a really cheap blonde wig. It's really bad looking. And she's like, oh my God, I'm really sorry if anything I did for you. And I'm like, if anything you done to her? <laughs> you, you, what? <laughs> if I've done anything, it's not even an apology. And even if then, Rochelle's not like, you, fuck you, which yeah. She, should have been even if she was like a perfectly normal person but for some reason the next day she's full-blown evil bitch yeah total evil bitch again i just think it would have made a lot more sense even like they could have had them in the toilet and like sarah cutting the hair out of rochelle because rochelle's decided they've gone too far and then nancy and bonnie show up all again have gone fucking mental and we're like oh yeah like basically then still the same conversation like the two of you can't leave the coven if you break the coven it breaks the power so you're staying in the coven or I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, they were like, well, if you're leaving the coven, if you leave a witch who leaves the circle, 
um, uh, her coven is may as well be a dead witch. She may as well moved out the town or even the city or even the planet. That's what they say. Which again, weirdly, is Rochelle's line, like right in her face, like or even. Yeah. And it's like, why, yeah. why are you evil now? <laughs> we haven't established that. It was Nancy that pushed Chris out of the window. They didn't do it. So why no. are they scared of whatever? Like that they're all turning against Sarah all of a sudden. Like. Whereas before, yeah, Rochelle was really welcome and kind. Maybe not so much Bonnie, but Rochelle definitely was. I don't understand that. That was definitely some my thoughts as well on that matter. So then, yeah, she runs away and she's really scared and she goes to the generic foreign lady for help. Like, I don't know you. I know you don't know me, but why am I putting on that weird voice? You don't know me, but um, I really need your help. <laughs> so she does help her. She brings her back and she's like, look you're just not confident you do have the power you just need to give in to the spirit or whatever and invoke the spirit and you see like a shimmery thing in her pentagram she's got like her own little temple behind the curtain but then what is it she thinks the fire the 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 shop's gonna go on fire and she's like it's nancy and then she fucks off out yes like a scared little slinky rat (laughs) i don't know yeah she like sees a fireball that isn't actually Mm. there Mm-hmm. Runs off. I think runs back, all the way home. With yeah, the, and then nobody's there. There's a letter saying that her parents flew back to San Francisco. Oh, I'm laughing and then because I was like, she runs all the way home. <laughs> so that was pure filmmaking that they didn't show that. Like, they should have had a 25 minute scene of her running, just filming her running home. <laughs> that would be fascinating. Oh. So she gets to the house and there's that note and then I don't know what how she, someone says what put on the news or oh, she gets a phone call doesn't she and they say Rochelle oh, again and later Rochelle? on we establish that it's Rochelle that's glamoured the television so yeah Rochelle yeah. phones her and is like, and like oh no haven't you heard it's all over the news turn on the television yeah but and I was laughing so Rochelle's glamour the television i'm like how the fuck did she do that come on no she gets to the house before that and it's all snakes and maggots and stuff coming out of the the toilet and and oh no that happens after she turns the telly on i don't know fucking hell so they've glamoured all these snakes because you don't like her and the place is just covered in insects and everything that's nancy's doing i think that's not rochelle i don't know what bonnie He's up to. I don't think she's actually Sorry, done anything. Just trying to fuck a random. Yeah. <laughs> fucking her garden around the side of the house. Looking for more crazy Ralphs to fuck, probably <laughs> with a nice ass. And then she hides. She ends up in the bathroom. So, and then Nancy appears and says, "Oh my God, it's just a spell. If I was so pathetic and weak as you, I would just do it and get it over with and kill myself." Now, now this throws back to near the beginning of the film when they go first go to the shop and hang out. Because they see that Sarah has scars on her wrists where she previously attempted to kill herself. And Bonnie goes, oh, my God, you did it the right way. <laughs> <laughs> As in, instead of across the wrists, she does it vertically up the arm. Apparently, that's the best way to kill yourself that way. Um, or because it goes up, it go, cuts into the artery or the vein better or something. And she's like, Rochelle says to Bonnie, how do you know that? No, seriously, how do you know that's the right way? Like, I don't know. I guess Google didn't really exist back then, so yeah. it implies that she's tried it herself or she thought about it. Um, so Nancy knows she's done this before. Um, leaves her, and then 
but she doesn't quite kill her yet. She tries to make her do it herself. She just turns the shower on and yeah. laughs manically, which I enjoyed. And then fucks off. So what happens after that? Uh, she up? sends... So she knows she's not killed herself. She sends Rochelle and Bonnie to go and drag her downstairs. Ah. Rochelle and Bonnie go up, but then... And they fly in their boat. They're they're all, uh, three of them are in the air, hovering. Yes. And they're laughing. And then I think, well, Nancy at some point gets a knife and just slashes her across the wrist. And then Sarah's like, well, that's not real. And she's like, well, why are you still bleeding? Or before that, she does the whole thing about how she's so weak and everything. And even she killed her mother. And she's like, even I couldn't have fucked up that bad. Bravo! And starts clapping. Which is a weird line, but okay. And then Sarah runs upstairs and that's when she sends... She's like, why are you still bleeding? Yeah. Bonnie and Rochelle to get her back down. But they see themselves in the mirror. Sarah puts like some reverse glamour on them and not glamour. And yeah. unglamorous. Well, she's got scar. Bonnie's got scars all over her face and Rochelle sees herself in the mirror with her hair falling out because she's like, oh shit, it's going free- back to his threefold, so I'm not going through this again. So they both fuck off and leave Nancy. Uh, um, which also I forgot that previously to all this shit happening. Um, when Sarah realises that Nancy's going a bit mental with the whole invocation thing, she tries to do a binding spell on her, where oh, she yeah, goes the classic line, I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm to yourself and harm to others. And she's wrapping a ribbon around a photograph of Nancy, which we covered in a previous podcast about witches. Um, yeah. Where, where is it here? He was not a good guy underneath it all. Oh, I wrote that. Oh, yeah, because Sarah said to her dad, I think that Chris was a good guy underneath it all. And I wrote, no, he wasn't. He no, never yeah, was. He was, a, he was. Even if you hadn't put a spell on him, he would have just continued being a fucking arsehole of a man. Yeah, we've already some, established some that he goes around giving women the clap and calling everyone slags. Like yeah. It's going through a window. And I don't know if he thinks that maybe that was just a phase he's going through in high school and that he will grow out of that, but nah, I don't think so. Those men don't grow out of that. I really don't think he was ever a good guy underneath it all, but anyway, that's no. one of them. Yeah, so then she does the bind, I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm um, to others and yourself, but Nancy knows that, so in the toilets, she goes, stop putting spells on me, or in the house, when she's terrorising her, she's like, don't put spells on me. Yeah. Um... So then she's bleeding out on the floor. They fuck off. And she's starting to invoke the spirit, which is something like, uh, what was it? Hail to the guardians of the watchtowers of whatever direction. North, west, east, (laughs) north, south, east and west. Um, So she does that. And Manon enters her, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) But then when he does that, does that mean all Nancy's power? He's still within Nancy. Nancy's still clearly got some powers. Do you know what I mean? It's not totally. I feel like Manon is like the god of all of nature, so technically, I suppose he can just share his. Right. Maybe he's like a, he can share his power. Also, as we're saying, he that also annoyed me. I'm like, why is it about a coven of women that? Mm. But anyway. Yeah, I wrote, Nancy like, turns the bullshit up to eleven. And then they wrote, they, they say something now is the, when they're hovering in the air, now is the end, let her go in peace. Now is the end, let her go in peace. That's what they were doing when they want to try and kill her off. But I don't think Nancy, um, 
you see a little bit of Rochelle kind of think she's really be doing this Nancy like I mean that's after she slashed her wrists they feel a bit it's only when Nancy forces them up the stairs do they kind of go along like she kind of regrets what they were doing to her but not really what do you think Mark I don't know no again it doesn't it's not it's too much of a character change mm, yeah like her having a second thought about whether or not she should murder someone still it's makes her a very fun. different character from who she was for the entirety of the film yeah and they don't even really check on her because when they're scared that the spells are backfiring on them they just run like yeah. cowards basically yeah they just run away yeah so then that's the big showdown between her and nancy because now sarah's got the man on powers <laughs> Powers of Manon, <sighs> and she makes Nancy look. If you see all the insects crawling all over Nancy, and then her fingers turn to snakes, it's like <laughs> a gold trip. And they come out her head and everything, and then it goes away. And she's like, "What? What's up, Nancy? It's just a spell. Why are you scared?" And Nancy pretends she's all sorry and everything, and then. She does the I bind you, Nancy. She doesn't like that. So she goes for her and tries to kill her with a knife. But it doesn't work because the binding spell works or whatever. And I do like big... that Nancy pretends to be sorry and then Sarah's like, you can go just one more thing. Yeah, that's it. Like, like Columbo. Oh, no, I can't really keep this act up. If you're going to bind me, I will have to fuck you up. Yeah. And then I beg <laughs> fucking... I mess like Columbo there. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like Columbo. Just like Columbo, just one more thing. <laughs> well, that's what you said. And then they have this massively dramatic fight where Nancy's like on top of her. It's quite sexual, I think, um, with her legs wrapped around Sarah and she's like grabbing at her and stuff and screaming and being all hysterical. And then this big fucking chest of drawers slamming to <laughs> Sarah and she disappears. <laughs> like, what? And then she's just a, a flat, like she's hiding or something. She's got a glamour on her, something like that. And it looks like she, she, there's just clothes, but she's sort of invisible. And then Nancy goes to stab her, and then she comes back out of it. And Sarah she kicks her Nancy in the vag. What? Does she book it in the back? No, she puts her in the vag. I'm pretty well, sure. I thought she puts her in the boobs. She puts her full on in the box, and then she flies and smashes into her mirror. There's a lot of mirror symbolism in this film. And it shatters, and I think that's when her powers shatter. Yes. Probably. It's like you can see like the mirror shatters, but you can see like some sort of weird ethereal broken. Oh, I didn't see that. Sort of, like falling mm-hmm. through the air. And that's our defeat. It's weird, but yeah, there seems to be some sort of implication that our huh. magical abilities have been shattered. So then after that, it just cut suddenly, and it doesn't really explain anything, but it feels like it's like a few years later. Because the next thing you see is Sarah's packing her shit up in a car as if she's maybe going away to college or something. And you see Rochelle and Bonnie enter the gates and they're all like, oh, and this is pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought maybe that Bonnie would get her scars back, but she doesn't. No, she's still a hot bitch. Yeah. And they're like, oh, oh, Sarah, can we, um, would you want to, you know, can we rejoin you and you want to rejoin the coven and all this? And and then she's just being sarcastic and about stuff that they said. Uh, oh, we're really sorry. And then that's when Michelle admits that she, it was her that was doing the 
the television thing with the, the plane crash of her parents and stuff. <laughs> She's like, it was just a joke. We didn't mean it. She's like, ha, 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 real funny. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I <know. laughs> like, yep, fucking hilarious. Pretend yeah. my dad was slaughtered. Yeah, Lols. so then she rejects them and then Bonnie just sarcastically goes, oh, I bet she doesn't even have any powers. And then all of a sudden the wind <laughs> just blows her hair. <laughs> it's all dramatic. The sky goes. And she's got this wind machine and her hair's blowing about. And she, like, manipulates a tree to fall on them or something. Yeah, like, I mean, she, like, oh. really has powers. Yeah. Up. Yeah. And then that's it. She basically drives off, doesn't she? And that's the end. but then do you think maybe she does say to them oh do you want to end up like nancy or something like that and then no because we missed out that bit yeah and it cuts to nancy Nancy and she's driving and the the nurse comes in she's like ah make those noises (laughs) ah And then yeah, she's like, I could fly. I was flying. And then flight, she's on a permanent trip. And that's how it ends. I do like that she just screams, I was flying about 97 times. Yeah, which pisses me off because that's not how Nancy should end up. I honestly thought that, I honestly think that Nancy should just, uh, hopefully she recovered and then became like a CEO of. <laughs> 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 chain of occult shops or something or goth clothing company or something that's what i want Nan- that's why i want nancy to thrive i agree although i would have been fine with nancy and bonnie again but only if we have the bonnie rewrite uh being like fully consumed by the power of manon and also ceasing to exist although nancy was my favorite character in the film no i don't think nancy should get her cannot can um no, I generally think Nancy just went through a bit of a, a bad patch. Yeah. But being um, strapped up to a bed in a mental institution screaming yeah. at his life, that's worse than being erased from existence. I like to think that she recovered and became, yeah, a badass bitch. And was, yeah, thrived and, and uh, Sarah just became really bored and went out with all those douchebags, which I was imagine that what she would do. Become yeah. like a sort of Jennifer Aniston type, I think. <laughs> no offense to Jennifer, I mean, not, not Jennifer a Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> so, um, the actress who played Sarah was actually bald underneath her, um, when she was bald underneath a wig that she wore. So her red hair. I mean, that does make sense. Just yeah. that her hair was really weird, but I didn't realize it was a wig. But all the it, way through the film, I was like, she's got the weirdest hair I've ever seen. Yeah, it was an Auburn wig because she was in the movie Empire Records and she had a shaven head for that. And she didn't have enough time to grow out her hair, obviously. Um, so she wore that wig. And I read an interesting fact is that uh, in the DVD or the VHS that they released in the extras, they claimed that Faruza Bok was genuinely a witch or practicing a cult. Um, but she was like, no, no, I didn't. I just purchased an occult shop. See the occult shop that they go to? Yes. She bought that. She oh. bought that and she ran it until 2007 where she sold it back to the people who managed it for her. Which I thought was really awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, she says, oh, no, I don't practice the occult. I just really like that shop. So, again, that's how I wanted her character Nancy to end up as, is just like a, 
a manager of a chain of like an owner of a chain of cult shops and like hellfire type clothing shops. So that would also be cool because I feel like in other cult shops, if like young witchy people come in and are like, "Oh, what's the coolest thing you've ever summoned?" and if they're like to Nancy, <laughs> like. Oh, an 80 year old nancy like have you ever summoned anything really cool and she'd be like well yeah sharks. Six, like 65 years ago i became the embodiment <laughs> on earth from manon went yeah. completely mad threw a man through a window so maybe not do that yeah. <laughs> so she's like a wise old witch and she's like well, don't be like me because you'll end up in a mental institution and only invoke the spirit if she could be like the new genetic foreign lady you know like she's got a lot she learned a lot from what happened that should have been the end and then Nan yeah Endo, definitely what's her name um bonnie should have uh-huh. walked to the occult door shop where 80 year old nancy was but still looked exactly the same and looked at the witchy <laughs> teenage boy and went hey nice ass that's amazing <laughs> i don't think i've ever said to a guy nice ass <laughs> no, it's just such a weird thing to i get if you were like being a skeezy sleazy skank you might shout like i think they're trying to make you're fat or something like that is that one but or shout at your friends he's fat is there you could tell but to just shout at somebody hey nice ass (laughs) (laughs) it's great to be like um the female equivalent of chris basically you know because nobody was ever interested in her but now that she's got a little bit of confidence and in herself she's basically turning into him think she can just use people like play things you know she's like a misandrinist or whatever is that what i mean again i I like your idea of nancy (laughs) having like a i'd quite like a again i realize it would take the edit of bonnie's spell but i'd like a (laughs) slight remake where bonnie's spell is just that she wants to look beautiful on the outside so she loses like all humanity and then have a spin-off where she's some sort of immortal exceptionally hot soulless being that'd be great and then nancy has to defeat her so she's like golf justice that's what the sequel should have been (laughs) the sequel should be called the craft to goth justice Justice. (laughs) (laughs) that is that there's no justice that that didn't get made but they did do a remake of the craft i think there was a craft tv show that i noticed that came up when i was searching for it but i just thought nah it looks shite i'm not gonna bother so anyway, one one hour forty five no, we've done. Not, so I think we should. Just it was not Betty White playing Nancy and and still oh, Campbell playing Bonnie. Then I'm not. No, interested. it should be the women from the Golden because they would have all been still alive back then, so they could have done like the guy <laughs> BR for is Nancy. Betty White is Bonnie. Um, no, it has to be the women from the Golden Ruth. Girls, but Sophia is the Spanish lady from the shop. Yeah. And Nev Campbell as Bonnie, because the only way my Bonnie head right, can okay. make sense is if Nev Campbell's still Bonnie. <laughs> In fact, no, they need somebody younger. Dua Lipa is Bonnie. Okay, yeah. She's yeah. become even hotter. <laughs> but she has no soul. She's dead. No, on the she's become even hotter and therefore even more evil. Yeah, the hotter you become. She's walking through the streets, snapping men's necks, and then going, nice dick, honey, <laughs> and carrying on walking. <laughs> She's the type of girl that uh, women that turns into one of those TikTokers that are on that accuse men of being pervs just for having a glance at them yes. in the gym, but they're actually just there to just work out. 
and they're not perfs to me. <laughs> like, yeah, she's going to be one of those people. I mean, that was a lot of fun. I recommend the craft, definitely. Um, I don't think it's really aged very well. It's very 90s, very of its time when goths were cute. Like, yeah. Um, I don't... Uh, yeah, Sarah's hair is weird. I, I think maybe... I could see, like, Bonnie and Rochelle passing for, like, the, they don't have their hairs not, like, overly 90s, so they could get away with it in this day and age. You know, they would pass for someone who lives in the 2020s. Yes. Mm, Nancy, maybe not. But I agree then, with you, like, to, end point Nancy when she's gone full yeah. man on. Like, I don't know what's Mental going on hair. with her hair. Like, it's, it's very I loved strange. Her, yeah, I loved her hair when it was more sleek. And yeah. that was a nice look but when she's like they've gone a bit overboard with the whole let's illustrate how mental Nancy is by making her hair all stick out <laughs> like a crazy fright wig and they've made her face all white and her lips redder which does look nice I have to yeah. say but the hair not so much <laughs> I'd like it if they made her hair long um, and flowy I think that would have looked better yes but I guess she wants to be like like seen as more of a punk rock kind of goth chick. Again, the slick back I thought was good. Like, yeah, I just can't forgive her for really trying to like bang ski <laughs> Chris. Just ski Chris Rich. Ski Chris. <laughs> I think what we've established is that we need to almost identically remake the craft. Yeah, we should. <laughs> the way we want it. The fan fiction version. <laughs> With Skeet Crestridge. <laughs> Lazy, Lazy, Lazy. <laughs> Lazy, Lazy, Lazy. <laughs> Betty White. <laughs> Betty White. Fab. All right, okay, well, let's um, wrap that up now. I think we've just going to be quite a long one. Um, But I am going on holiday soon but we can record next week and then i'm away to athens the land of the literally the land where like myths <laughs> began the land of greek myths and zeus and all that shit uh which is really exciting to actually be there where be some of the places where we, we spoke about um so but i'm not happy about the whole loads of young men marching and to free the top g Andrew Tate. That's no, a bit of a downer. Anyway. Sadly, there are incel decks everywhere. So. I suppose, but mainly in Athens, apparently. <laughs> um, by the way, he's still in the jail, so I don't think he'll be getting it anytime soon. Good. Um, okay, so let's. what's the list? Let me just pick what's the numbers we've got. Uh, we've got Please many of the numbers between 1 and 20, but not all of them. Um, I invoke the uh, number 10. I invoke thee. Fill me up, man on. Uh, one of the numbers we don't have, sadly, is 10. So Manon didn't. How have we not got a 10? What? That's just because the last time we used a 10, I clearly haven't put a new 10 in. Right, well, what's the one above? We've got a 9 or 10? an 11, though. I'll take 11 then, because that's Brian Loudrup's number, and I really fancied him. So, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, it is... Haunted films, haunted recordings, Ugh. haunted records, haunted EVPs. Let's just do like EVPs. Yes. EVPs, electronic voice phenomena, because we've not covered that, and there's a lot of spooky shit. I, I, I used to, 
actually recorded some weird shit as well. I don't know if you ever have experimented with that kind of thing. But yeah, I think that's a good topic. Okay. Electronic voice phenomena. Yeah. Or even I need to listen back to this episode because I'm going to forget what it's called, but that's fine. What? what? I realise I could write it down. I just can't bother standing up and getting a pen. What? EVP? EVP. EVP. I'll just... EVP. I'll just... I mean, you can just, message it to me. I'll just fucking message it <laughs> to you. We should only communicate at this exact slot every week. I'll psychically project it to you. I don't know. Electronically through the airway. I can invoke Manon and then I'll be in contact yeah. with everyone. So I'll know because... I don't, I don't know. Because of Manon. <laughs> <laughs> I invoke V. <laughs> Alright. Okay, my lover. Let's leave it at that. And... Thank you very much for listening to this extra long episode. I think it deserved as much attention as it needed to, The Craft. I mean, it Agreed. is a wonderful film. And it should never be remade or attempt to be remade, apart from us, which but will make it better. It should be perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, I bind you from doing any harm to others and to yourself. Bye. Nice ass, honey. Bravo! <laughs> <laughs>